When farmers farm efficiently and effectively, we all win with abundant, affordable food. This is especially important with inflation on the rise and recession concerns growing. The good news is there are ways to benefit agriculture, use resources wisely, and help growers excel. I believe that we will face these challenges, particularly as an agricultural industry, and we will meet them head on and we will come out on top. There's no question in my mind about that. Welcome to the first episode of Redox Grows. I'm your host, Jim Morris, Communications Manager at Redox Bionutrients here in Burley, Idaho. I've had the great fortune to work with farmers and ranchers for more than 30 years, including the California Rice Commission and California Farm Bureau. For my vote, you won't find a more hardworking, resourceful group of people anywhere than those growing our food. Over the years, I've learned that many different components are needed to keep agriculture at its best. In fact, there's incredible passion here at Redox that helps farmers be sustainable and successful, and that ultimately helps us all. Our goal for this podcast is to take a deep dive into the key issues impacting farming and food production. Our interviewees will add insight into the most pressing issues in agriculture. We appreciate you listening, subscribing, and spreading the word. It seems fitting for our first episode for me to speak with Darren Moon, owner and founder of Redox Bionutrients. Darren, it took me no time at all to understand your passion and dedication, and I see that company-wide. And even though your dad was a biology teacher, I understand your passion hadn't really cemented itself in high school. Is that right? We all in high school have our dreams, and agriculture wasn't one of those dreams for me because I worked on the family farm, and it was too much work, and... It was uh, not something I thought of, but as I grew and matured, I realized what a special privilege it is to be involved in agriculture, to be involved in food production, and just the entire style, the entire people that you get to work with, all of those things just started to appeal to me. So tell me a little bit about your background. I think you had a mission that was very important and also formulative in your life, and then also uh, your experience at Utah State and how that may have cemented the career that you have now. I served a church mission. Um, God is important in my life, and I, I do believe that He guides our footsteps. And so that was formative in in grounding me that I I wasn't going to be a gold miner. I wasn't going to be all of these things that you dream about. I wanted to be what I was born and raised to be on the family farm. I wanted to stay involved in agriculture. That helped ground me. Number one. Then number two, my experience at Utah State. It's a great institution, and I was able to be associated with some professors there and do some project work there that kind of helped me get curious. I was curious about how plants grow, about how nutrients move in the soil. I started the curiosity bug got to me, and it just keeps growing within me, and that's, that's the foundation of Redox. And Redox is fast approaching its 30th anniversary. Talk a little bit about the early days as you started the company and also some of the jobs that you and your wife Valerie had. Early on, like anything else, this company's grown organically. There was $10 in my bank account and a credit card with a $1,000 credit limit on it. That was the foundation financially of Redox. So my wife would help me. We'd run our own soil tests at the time. While I was out selling or out trying to gain business, She'd be at home doing those things. When there wasn't any money, I'd ask her to pour more water in the soup. All of those things that, that are foundational and make you appreciate where we are today, 
been there and done that. It's been a privilege to help Redox grow. It's been a privilege to be a part of meeting people, of the people we've been able to surround ourselves with. That's all personal, it's organic, and it's meaningful to us. It's actually sweat equity. It's, it's blood money, if you will, in terms of my kids were involved. My kids had to watch me get on an airplane all the time or they had to go without things in the early days. All of those things really make it so that you don't forget your roots. I love small towns. In the mornings when I run along the Snake River, people wave at me. When I was in the local Walmart and I was leaving, someone was coming in. It was a cowboy with spurs on. I mean, this is an awesome community. But why Burley for the Redox headquarters? My great-great-grandfather was the first sheriff here, okay? So we have deep roots, and I believe in that. It's a family issue for us. We wanted to come back to our family roots. I spent some time in California agriculture managing a large uh, production enterprise in, in California, and there was always a desire to come back home, uh, to be around family, but also this is just where our roots are. We could locate anywhere. We just happen to want to be in a community where we have roots and we feel like we can make a difference. Today, Redox supplies agricultural products to more than 40 states and 32 countries with seven patents. So this company is significantly helping growers and ultimately the food we all consume. Farmers face a variety of challenges, everything from a society largely removed from the land to record high fertilizer cost. So in your estimation, Darren, what is the state of American agriculture today? Agriculture is facing some interesting times coming out of the pandemic, and then the entire energy sector and agriculture fertilizer is part of that energy sector. That has created a dynamic that agriculture hasn't seen before. You add on top of that the desire for the world to become more sustainable, more planet-friendly. All of those things have created a dynamic where there is incredible opportunity going forward, but the foundation is a little bit shaky because people aren't quite sure. The foundation of Redox in all of this is we've been doing this for 30 years, so sustainability isn't new to us. That's the DNA of this company. Dealing with reduced input costs, dealing with all of those things, we have survived through incredibly turbulent economic times for 30 years, and here we stand, I think now, able to lead the agriculture economy going forward because of our experience, because of our technology, and most importantly, because of our people and our passion. Please explain bionutrition and how it may differ from commodity fertilizer use. Bionutrition for us is the way Mother Nature does it. So if you think about how Mother Nature would do it if we didn't add fertilizer to the soil, she would use the soil microbiology, the soil carbon base, to cycle nutrients for plant nutrition and uptake. What we've done is we've spent an inordinate amount of time and money studying those processes and then trying to figure out how to add to commodity fertilizers or create our own fertilizer blends that mimic what Mother Nature does. And in the end, when this practice is carried out, what does that mean for our food supply and also for the health of the soil and the plants on the farms across America? What it means for the food supply is a more stable food supply because we are using the soil as the base not a chemical fertilizer as the base. Now, I'm not speaking ill of chemical fertilizers. They have advanced production agriculture significantly. It's can we rely more reasonably on those commodity fertilizers and blend with those commodity fertilizers to make them more efficient to stabilize the agriculture economy 
and to become more planet friendly. And that would be huge right now because we're facing times of uncertainty, shortages in uh, many items, and having something like that plus a more eco-friendly approach I think would be amazing moving forward. So what are the ramifications if we don't care for the soil and don't try for a more sustainable approach when it comes to soil and plant health? As you watch soil health decline, that just means more inputs. If I have soil health, I can balance the input that I have or the inputs necessary to grow a crop, and I can long-term plan that out. It becomes more sustainable. It becomes more predictable. If my soil health is constantly in decline, that means one thing. I've got to go to the store and buy more fertilizer. The idea behind planet-friendly and sustainable farming is, is to balance out the need to go to the store and buy more fertilizer with what Mother Nature can herself provide. If we can figure out that balance, which I think Redox is well down the road of doing that, then everyone benefits. The planet benefits, the grower benefits, our distribution partners benefit, all because we're doing it the way it should be done. Do you think it's a good idea to try to bridge the gap between conventional and organic farming, or at least take kind of the best of both approaches? I'm not an all-or-nothing all person. It was my privilege in a, another job that I had out of college to deal with trying to make a conventional farm organic. It was a fantastic experience because what I learned is Let's combine the best of both worlds. And that was part of the DNA or the impetus of Redox is let's not be so stuck in being just organic or let's not be so anti-organic that we're stuck in conventional. Let's take the best technology that exists today and let's make that what we do. And that's, again, that's the DNA of Redox Bionutrients. Sustainability, you ask 100 people, you'll probably get 100 different definitions of it. What is your definition when it comes to sustainability in agriculture? Very, very, very simple. You have to be able to produce more with less input. That's the only way you can be sustainable. If I am producing more, but it requires twice the amount of input, in this planet, that is not sustainable because fertilizer is a finite commodity. Phosphorus is mined from the ground. Potassium is mined from the ground. We have to be able to produce more with less. That is the definition of sustainability. When we're fully assisting farmers, what happens on the farm end and the consumer end? I mean, it sounds like it's a win for everyone. If we take this, this idea of sustainable, of planet-friendly, let, let's just break that down. If a grower can understand and implement practices that deal with soil health, then the plant grows better and the plant grows better, it might need a little bit less water, or we might be able to water differently. It might need a little bit less pesticide. All of those issues come about by starting with a good foundation of soil health, understanding the physiology of plants. That now makes the grower more economically sustainable because he's relying on what he already has, which is his soil. Then let's transfer that to off comes the crop, now the consumer is more confident because it's a system based on soil health, on natural plant growth processes, and the consumer is more confident in the fact that I'm eating something that is planet-friendly. I'm eating something that is trying to make a difference in how the planet, how the world moves forward. The entire system works because then, economically, the grower is profitable, the consumer buys something that is quality at a good price, that entire system starts with good soil health and plant physiology. How important is 
profitability or return on investment when you look at sustainability. We often think environment, and that's very appropriate, of course, but we obviously need to keep the farmers farming and keep their their uh, checkbooks in balance, too. To me, that is the crucial question, is as you look at, at, let's call it the green movement, as you look at the sustainability, eco-friendly, all of the names that are given to that, one of the issues is you cannot economically destroy the system. So you can't go to someone and say, we're going to save the planet, but it's going to put you out of business. That, that doesn't work. We have to economically sustain the system, which, again, if you take a, a step back from the system and you look at how much Mother Nature performs, and then you try to simply layer that or implement yourself into that and not try to destroy the system, it's very possible. We've been doing this for 30 years successfully, and it works economically, it works agronomically, and all benefit. Not just one group of people benefit. The planet benefits, the grower benefits, the consumer benefits. That's how sustainability has to work. And I think efficiency is really important. You've touched on that a bit, but I'd like to ask you to amplify a bit. Uh, The most efficient use of resources for farmers helps their bottom line. It also helps our environment. How important is just efficiency in agriculture? The right way to do things is doing things the right way. So you don't get stuck in a chemical. You don't get stuck in a philosophy. You get stuck in what's the right way to do this. And then you try to implement the changes, not immediately, but over time so that people can adjust, practices can adjust, shipping lanes can adjust, all of the things necessary. An overnight change in a large agricultural world is not possible but taking slow advancements so that people can become more educated, so that they can understand and realize that the ideas and the principles and the technology and the science behind the technology is all very real. That is what has to happen. This idea that we can suddenly plug and play overnight, no. The idea that we can educate and bring people along so that they're part of the process, that's what we want to do. Farmers are having challenges this year on a number of fronts. What are some key issues you feel that American farmers are facing today? They're facing economic challenges. Okay, so commodity prices might be up, but also input costs are up. Okay, I would hope that uh, the American farmer would look at this as an opportunity to view long-term change. So I would not expect anyone to look at Redox and say, oh my goodness, let's just flip everything we're doing overnight. I would hope that they would look at Redox Bionutrients and they would simply say, here is a way for me to get out of the commodity rut. Here's a way for me to become more self-reliant. Here's a way for me to become more educated in how my crops grow, how soil health works, how soil microbiology works, how plant physiology works. Redox Bionutrients takes the stand of we want people to not just come along for the product ride but for the educational ride as well because when someone is educated we learn back from them but the whole system can then move forward in a positive manner. Some of the early thoughts I had as I have started here at Redox the teamwork and the culture very important as I come into the door every day to work there's the symbol RU followed by the words ready to learn. Learning is a major focus here How important is it in any endeavor to continue to ask questions, to continue to grow and gain more knowledge? It's a constant quest. So we have seven patents. Just last week we applied for uh, a starting with one. Looks like it'll end up being four or five additional patents. We're constantly in a search for not something new, 
but in a search for understanding of how things work. We know so little actually about how plants grow. We know so little actually about soil health and soil biology. There's so much on the horizon to learn. And that really is what education is about to me is let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's take what we have learned and then let's add to that. Let's constantly be in a quest to be better. Let's constantly be in a quest to do the right thing more every day. And so when we talk about our RU, which stands for Redox University, we bring people here, we try to educate them based on what we're learning and have a back and forth. We can learn as much from growers as they can learn from us, and the opportunity to learn is constant. Challenges to be sure, but I feel your enthusiasm. How optimistic are you for the future? I view challenges as opportunities because I'm not going to stop. The world isn't going to stop. The world isn't going to come to an end. I don't believe that the zombies are coming. I believe that we will face these challenges, particularly as an agricultural industry, and we will meet them head on, and we will come out on top. There's no question in my mind about that. In the end, the goal of Redox is to help growers and consumers understand the food supply, understand the food chain, and be involved in making the right decisions about how those processes should be done so we have a more sustainable food supply, a more sustainable and planet-friendly system so that everybody's confident in what they're eating, in, in the system isn't destroying the planet, in all of those economic issues, that all comes down to understanding the system and then being involved. I imagine you gain a great deal of satisfaction when you see Redox successes in the field. An incredible deal of satisfaction. Why? Because I passionately believe that the way we are promoting education in agriculture and the technology that we are bringing to agriculture is raising the level of production, the level of of sustainability, the level of technology, and the level of confidence in agriculture. A big thank you to Darren Moon for visiting with us today, offering his comments and insight. We will have a steady number of podcasts coming up soon, digging deeper into issues that affect healthy food, a sustainable farm economy, and environment. You can find out more at RedoxGrows.com. Thanks for listening.